Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to start here tonight. How do you remember the Minnesota miracle? Some people dubbed it the Minneapolis miracle. We're going to call it the Minnesota miracle, but it was that amazing catch by Stefan Diggs to beat the Saints late in the game. Then they went to Philly. My point is this. There just happens to be another Minnesota miracle. This time it has to do with COVID. And it is unbelievable how Minnesota is doing this. So I'm going to share with you this new new Minnesota miracle happening in Minnesota. I mean, it's Christmas time, right? This is when miracles happen. So I'm going to share with you this new Minnesota miracle in a moment. First, though, I want to start with a big thank you. Thank you to Governor Doug Burgum, uh, Fargo Mayor Tim Mahoney, and any of the other elected leaders here across the great state of North Dakota that said, you know what, we're going to actually expand. <laughs> Listen to this for a moment. It's right in the middle of this COVID situation. We're going to expand the hours for people to go into restaurants and bars and hang out, eat some food, have some adult beverages. You and I both know that, look, these bars make their money at nighttime when people are having adult beverages. So kudos and thank you to Governor Berg and everybody else that said, yes, let's do this. Now, it is restricted to 50% seating. You got to still do the social distance thing. But the fact that they're going to expand the hours in North Dakota is great, great news for all of our restaurants and restaurant owners. <laughs> and bottom line, for you and I. So take a moment to think about this for a second, okay? So here in North Dakota, we are expanding the hours for in-dining restaurants, and yet in Minnesota right now, you can't dine in restaurants at all. If you do, you're gonna get a nice letter from the Minnesota Attorney General, or at least the, the owner is, because you're not abiding by Governor Walz's, I'm gonna be nicer tonight, but executive orders, which, oh, by the way, the bar in East Grand Forks, the Boardwalk Bar and Grill was ordered by a judge today that yes, they must abide by Governor Wall's executive order. So just across the Red River, there's something miraculous apparently about the Red River. I'm gonna tell you more about that in a moment as well, but I do wanna share with you some fun here. Brutus Brickhouse over in Moorhead put this up earlier today. <laughs> I hope you can see that. It's a sign with a snowman that says minus 74 degrees. Come on in, come on down, because remember in Minnesota now, you can, you can dine outside. <laughs> so he's got, seat reservations there for Governor Walls, uh, Minnesota Health Commissioner Jan Malcolm, also Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison. Um, it, it's shocking when you think about what's happening here in North Dakota versus what's happening in Minnesota. Now, earlier today, Governor Walls did hold, he held a, a, like a media press conference call. Um, it was really about the COVID vaccine distribution, but a reporter asked about Hey, what's the deal, you know, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison coming down on some of these restaurants and bars that are defying the executive orders. There's been pictures flying around social media with, wait till you hear this, folks, people in restaurants with no masks in Minnesota. People in restaurants with no masks in Minnesota. So the guy's like, so, Governor, what are you going to do to come down on these people? What are you going to do to enforce this? I just want to share with you some of what Governor Wall said earlier today. 99.9% of restaurants have gone out of their way to put in filtration, uh, plexiglass, masks, training, and done everything. They have done the hard work to make it open. So the folks who know when they come back open again and stay open, they want to get this right. I, I think the message is, is that, that I hear your frustrations, but the, the problem with this is, there's a very good chance that somebody with community spread that we have, especially in some of these communities, that someone will have asymptomatic spread. And you wouldn't want to inadvertently deliver this to uh, a compromised uh, relative, an older relative or something. I, I totally empathize 
and and I don't know at this point things become pretty politically divided and all of that I think I can say and I would hope a vast majority of people would believe me on this I am as sick of this COVID-19 as anybody in the state but we cannot give up I cannot do the easy things I have to do the things that we believe are making a bigger difference so if you did attend one of these bars get a test get you and, and I want to be clear this isn't about passing judgment on people there may be some that they're they're flaunting this but that's that's a very very minute number there's there's a lot of these bar owners that are fighting for their lives i understand that i think the folks i talked to who are passionate this morning from from the bars and restaurants and the craft brewers and all of that they know that they need to do this right because again there's going to be a large number of people who even if restaurants had no restrictions on them they're not going in them with that type of behavior that's going to drive away a lot of customers. We want to get back to where everybody can go back to the bars. Did any of that make any sense to you? He just said 99% of restaurant owners are actually putting in plexiglass and doing all these different mitigation measures to ensure your safety. And then he goes on to say that, hey, look, if people see all these pictures and no one's wearing masks in the restaurants, well, nobody's going to go there. Well, guess what? That's my choice. <laughs> I don't need a governor to dictate to me that, hey, just because people in here decided not to wear masks, you, it's, it's shocking, folks. So I want to share with you, you just heard that, which, okay. And now here's the new Minnesota miracle. And if somebody can explain this to me, please do. Because miraculously, folks, only in Minnesota, I don't know if you know this or not, but only in Minnesota, COVID apparently doesn't cross the tribal nation borders and it doesn't cross the Red River. I. I don't know how that happens, but in Minnesota, you can't dine in restaurants unless you're on tribal lands, then it is okay to have the bars and restaurants open because miraculously, this COVID virus doesn't cross tribal nation borders. And then here in North Dakota, we just expanded hours. You can go in and dine in and miraculously, somehow this COVID virus doesn't go across the Red River apparently into restaurants. It's, it's stunning, but that is another Minnesota miracle. It's Christmas, folks. It's the season of miracles. So another Minnesota miracle happening with this COVID virus. All right. Yesterday, we had an incredible segment regarding where we were tearing apart this ridiculous COVID relief bill where, yes, we're sending $700 million to Sudan. Let me repeat that. Yes, you and I are hard in tax, tax dollars, our money, $700 million to Sudan. And you're supposed to kiss the ring because you got 600 bucks. That's how much the people in Washington, D.C. love you. That's how much they love you. So there's been a ton of people putting stuff up on you know, Twitter and social media. I want to share some of those things with you tonight. Here's one of them from Ted Cruz saying that life represents art. A donation of $7 million has been made to Sudan in your name. So hopefully in a moment here, we're going to have Uncle Eddie show up with Mitch McConnell and um, you know, see if we can't get to the bottom of what in the world is happening. Now, I want to share with you, we're going to bring in our guest in a moment, Tim Young. He is incredible on Twitter. He tweeted this out earlier today as well. I want to share this with you as we introduce him. But accurate summary of the COVID stimulus bill, Congress to Burma, ah, just a cool 135 mil to Cambodia, another 85 mil. Israeli, 500 mil. Israeli, excuse me. Nepal, 130 mil. Sudan, 700 mil. Ukraine, 453 mil. Congress to Americans, hey, here's your Bed Bath & Beyond coupon. <laughs> Absolutely shocking. So let's bring in, he's a Washington Times colonist, a serious XM personality, our good friend, 
Tim Young. Tim, welcome back to the show. It's always great to have you here on Point of View. I want to start with this. Um, just want you to know that, God, I, I love you, man. You're a one-horse pony. <laughs> My God, if he gets installed as president, Joe Biden is going to be the worst president in American history. He doesn't know where he is. He just shows up, reads the teleprompter, and then when he goes off script, it is pathetic. He's worse. You know, a lot of people are forced to be around their elderly grandparents this time of the year. I mean, they love them. That's They're not really forced. But he's worse than them, and, and people know that. This guy has... Dementia, something, I, you know, allegedly. I'm supposed to say allegedly when I say that, right? Well, let's go back to you. just said a moment ago, if he gets put in as president. So do you see a pathway here for President Trump to have a second term? Uh, I hope so, but uh, I, it's not looking good. And to be honest with you, when I hear more and more about, you know, when, when Sidney Powell was talking about this Kraken, the Kraken is coming and blah, 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 I've, I've yet to see anything from them. I really thought that the lawsuit from Texas talking about how executives in states and, and uh, the executive branch in states can't uh, arbitrarily change the way that voting happens or unilaterally change the way that vote happens. I thought that should have been a case that was heard by the Supreme Court. I hope that some version of that goes forward, but it's not looking good. No, it just seems like the pathway is getting narrow and narrow. We'll see. I know President Trump is calling people out on January 6th, and that's when the Electoral College thing happens. Let's move on to this. You've been on fire on Twitter regarding this ridiculous COVID bill. <laughs> You put up some some great stuff, but I want to know from you as you've been going through this, what do you think is the most egregious piece in this bill? Uh, Ten million to Pakistan for the gender studies or gender gender training. I don't even know what the hell that is. Uh, why why does te Pakistan get any money for anything? But what are we sending over our best purple-haired women studies majors to teach you know an Islamic country about the three hundred genders that they claim to have? Well, I just want our audience to know, and again, I know it's a travel day for some of these guys, but we, we reached out to all the North Dakota congressional delegation, and, and surprisingly, they just they weren't available tonight. <laughs> they shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm so mad about this bill. Anybody who votes for this bill is a clown. Anybody in Congress, they should be ashamed of themselves. The fact that Americans are only getting $600, look, it's going to buy me some shelving. But for some other people, it's, uh, it's barely rent, and people are hurting. Meanwhile... Everyone who makes these decisions, your Governor Waltz from Minnesota, that clown who he I love that he says he's feeling the pain of these bars and restaurants that aren't open. He hasn't skipped a paycheck. None of these people have missed any pay. And they are they've made, I believe, somebody calculated one hundred and eight thousand dollars in the time that they decided to give Americans six hundred dollars. They should all be ashamed of themselves. And I'm so mad. I'm thinking about running for office myself. Are you really? Are you breaking some yeah. news here right now? Well, listen, I, I was asked already. I'm moving to Texas. A lot of people know this. I was asked because they're adding seats in Texas and a few other uh, older members may be leaving. I was asked if I'd be interested in running. And I said, sure. Hell yeah. Of course. Good for you. That's exciting. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. So I want to put up a tweet from uh, our lone representative here in Congress, Congressman Kelly Armstrong, and then just give you a chance to respond. Because when I read it and I want to give some context to our audience and to you, he voted yes, just so you know, okay? So it says we've had a 5,500-page 5, bill for a little over an hour now. Instead of getting COVID relief out to people months ago, we're being forced to vote in this monstrosity without having any meaningful time to go through it. This period is period, insane period. Why would somebody vote for something that is insane? I mean, that's the thing. Hey, Kelly, you had an hour to read it. You couldn't have put up a fight. You couldn't have, you know, screamed on the floor of the House. That's your job to represent the people of North Dakota instead of saying, wow, that was terrible. I voted for it anyway. I know that was the most insane bill, and I only had an hour to review 5,000 pages. I'm sure what could go wrong if you voted for it? You know, what's been shocking to me about this, Tim, is the fact that you've got President Trump suggesting, hey, let's do $1,200 or $2,000 in the stimulus check. You've got Bernie Sanders saying the same thing to have those two coming together. I want to play for you a quick clip. We had Representative Tulsi Gabbard on Twitter 
uh, got a lot of action, but just share with you a little bit about what she said and give you a chance to respond. This bill dished out hundreds of billions of dollars going towards special interests, going towards the military industrial complex, going towards foreign countries. Meanwhile, saying, here's what's left for you. You get 600 bucks. I'll tell you in Hawaii, that in most cases won't even cover 25% of your rent. It is an insult and a slap in the face to every single American in this country who is struggling because of this, this COVID pandemic. I just want to play that for you. So when you become a congressman, you know how you can just sit in your car and do a nice little video. No, wait. But I think she nails it, a slap in the face, right? No, it really is. I mean, this is $900 billion. That's $2,700 for every man, woman, and child in this country. Should be. Uh, so the fact that we're only getting 600 and then you see, you know, Cambodia is getting $85 million or whatever it is. You can buy Cambodia for $70 million. I don't know why we're giving them $85 million. There, there's just ridiculous special interests that are out there. And you know, I know this is like, I start to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but you know that it's like friends of these congressmen voting for it. You know, the, the people who put this pork in there, they're getting kickbacks from this some one way or another. You look at like, you know, how Hunter Biden cashed in on his father being vice president. These members of Congress have members of their family that are cashing in on these deals or friends that are cashing in on these deals. That's the only explanation for why all this money goes around the world. Like I said, Tim, you're a one horse pony. <laughs> <laughs> Serious question, though, when you see what's happening right now, I mean, I, I, I have been saying Mitch McConnell did not want President Trump to win for quite some time because, you, I mean, he could have put a good COVID relief bill up. He's like, oh, we want, you know, protect our businesses. And all of a sudden he caves on that. I mean, Anyways, my point to you, when you when you see what's happening with this bill and it seems like it's really one party with just different names, is it time for a third party? Do we come out with a Make America Great Again party or America First party or something to try to drain the swamp? It'll never happen. Like, I mean, sure, I'd love to have a third party. I'd love to have a, a multiple parties in America, but it'll just never happen because of how the political uh, complex has been structured. I mean, the, the Democrats and Republicans get all the money. And so if you want to make a difference, you have to go in through one of those parties, unfortunately, at this point. And that's really disappointing, but it speaks to this long running structure and how the swamp is much more expansive than what we really realized it was. Yeah, it's a great point. You never know, though, President Trump, if he doesn't get a second term, runs in 2024, maybe as a third party. We'll see how that plays out. But Tim Young, um, if you don't mind, just share with people your Twitter feed because <laughs> you do some great stuff on there. It's at Tim Runs His Mouth. Real easy to find. And actually, if you just Google Tim Young, I, I, I pop up now. Not to be egotistical, but you can find me real quick now. <laughs> I think he's going to change his name to One Horse Pony pretty soon. So, <laughs> uh, Tim, thanks a million. We appreciate it. Keep up the great work. Thanks for having me. All right. Stay with us. When we come back, we're going to get to your points of view. And as always, just love to know your thoughts. What we said there earlier in the show regarding the restaurant situation and the new... Minnesota miracle, plus what you heard there from Tim Young regarding this unbelievable COVID relief bill. Uh, email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. we got much more coming up right after this.